Welcome back to the Badass Literature Society, where badasses come together to rate and review novels recommended by you. Today, we've got a new podcast segment for you called Buy It, Borrow It, or Forget About It with Barbara. Hey guys, this is Barbara, and I wanted to do a new segment whenever I was fortunate enough to read an ARC copy. So this will be a spoiler-free podcast since the books aren't out yet, and I didn't want to ruin it for anyone who wanted to read the books. And maybe if people really like this... I will do a longer, spoiler-heavy episode whenever the book does come out. So for this segment, I will go over the book a little bit, and at the end, I will either let you know if you should buy it, borrow it, shout out to Libby App for being amazing, or just forget about it and move on with your life. So before we started, I wanted to do a special thanks to NetGalley and Random House Children's Book for sharing the digital reviewer copy in exchange for my honest review. So I had the privilege to read Violet Made of Thorns, which is a YA fantasy book by Jenna Chen. So it's being released on July 26th of 2022, and I do believe it's a planned duology. So like I said, this is a dark YA fantasy, and it has morally gray Asian main character sprinkled in with some like fairy-esque tale snippets, and it follows the main character character who is very sarcastic and her name is Violet. Go figure. So she is what they call a seer for the kingdom. That seems kind of like a fairy tale place to live in, but really once these are getting into the book kind of doesn't look as picturesque as it's like originally seen. So there are like prophecies bound. The king has like some ulterior motives going on. Of course, you got to have your Prince Charming, who isn't exactly Prince Charming outside of what everyone sees. And really cool, interesting side characters that I really enjoyed. And can't forget this magical forest to keep you all interested in this book, right? So this does fall under fantasy, but I think it's definitely more character-driven story than like your stereotypical world-driven fantasy story. So if you're kind of looking for that, you might not see that here. So moving on to like things that I really liked about this book. I really, really enjoy the characters. For your main character, like I said, you've got Violet. She is this extremely well-rounded character and I just loved reading her character arc. She's prickly, she's sarcastic, she's self-serving, she's always towing the line between that like chaotic good type of character and I just ate it up. Absolutely love that. I'm just, I don't know about anyone else, but I'm just really tired just reading like the perfect hero stories. You know, the ones that the hero can do no wrong. You know, they're always making great choices with no repercussions. Whereas in this one, definitely that moral, morally great character. And it's really just nice to see characters that stumble about when making choices that affect them and others and coming out of those choices scathed. So she's definitely driven by self-preservation and that's why she makes those questionable choices line her way out or into things that is her bread and butter right so that's violet i don't want to get too much into it just like i said don't want to spoil anything but that's kind of her and then the other main character you have is prince charming and his name is cyrus and of course he's also well written 
think you're stereotypical Prince Charming and just flip it, right? So everything you know about princes gets shattered in this book. So Cyrus is charming? 100%. He is. Does he make all the women like swoon in his with his chiseled good looks and like hot bod? Also, yes. But it's like all this facade that he puts on and then when he's just around like his sister or even like Violet and stuff, like that mask's mask comes off and you even get like scenes where Violet's like oh there he is like pretending and charming his way out when really he's not like that and that's not how he feels so it's really kind of funny. What I like about him is that you can really see him struggle with making the correct choices for the betterment of his kingdom right? So you can tell how much he cares for his kingdom and he wants to be a better king than his father and due to this, you regularly see them butting heads with each other. So I thought that was really interesting, this relationship with his father, the the king. It's not what you normally see where, like, the prince and the king or whatever really like each other, get along well, all this stuff. No, like, the king and the prince, Cyrus, do not get along whatsoever. The king is trying to, like, prolong his leadership role whatever I don't and uh, you can see how different Cyrus wants to rule the kingdom whenever he does get the kingdom other stuff that I really like so there is the love story between Violet and Cyrus and it is there but it's also I don't really think like really shoved down the Rito's throat it's definitely the friends to enemies to lovers trope uh, everyone loves that troll, but it, it's not like the main plot of the story, but it is there quite a bit. But like I said, it's not the central focal point of the story. But when it is there, woo, it is there, man. It's messy and hot, just like the two of them, right? The only thing I wish we did get to see more of was their relationship before the current times, the whole friends before the enemies part. Because you get a little bit of that, and I'm curious to know, since this is technically a duology, planned duology, if we're going to get more of their history before in the second book. Uh, because I, I really liked their relationship, but I just wanted to see more of that that dynamic explored. And we get it, and like I said, I'm not going to spoil it, but I just wanted more of that. So outside of the two main characters, the book has some really great side characters, especially Cyrus's sister, and her name was Princess Camilla. Loved her, loved when she was around. Her friendship with Violet was really nice to see, and I swear, like, I was cackling whenever she told Violet that her and Cyrus had this contest and who could pull more women during the ball and that she was winning. So if I don't know if it's explicitly mentioned. I don't know if she's bi or a lesbian but Camilla also likes the ladies and it's hilarious seeing her and like Cyrus compete for the women really funny she was a really nice character I really liked her overall so moving from characters the the plot I thought it was engaging enough and kept me guessing on what would happen but at times it did kind of suffer from a pacing problem at least for me I thought it did so I don't mind a character-driven story when the characters are well-written. So this wasn't an issue for me. But for some people, I could see where it might be if they're more used to those fantasy books where it's it has character 
development-driven stories and stuff, but it's really like the plot is what's moving forward, whereas I feel like this one was the opposite. The plot wasn't hard to follow, at least I didn't think so. It had enough like twists and turns to keep me interested. I did find myself wanting a little more at times, though. I think the thing that really lacked for me in this book was just the world building. So I just I just wanted more. I really liked what we got in the book, but I definitely wanted more. So I, I just wanted to learn more about this world that, you know, we're thrust into. So I, I just kept finding myself wanting to learn more about, like, the forest and the fairies. And yes, there are fairies. Think Sleeping Beauty fairies, you know, tiny little ones that help you out. That's the type of fairies we're talking about here. So if you're looking for like hot bod fairies and that kind of crap, like this is not the book for you. I also wanted to learn like how the magic worked, why the kingdoms were on the brink of war, and like how the these characters called the Fates played a role in the daily lives of these people. So the Fates are like these god-esque like characters that the characters like pray to or like Violet she's the seer like they can communicate with them or look into your threads of your future and kind of see what's going on that's who the fates are and I I wanted more of that there was enough of it but just I feel like not enough for me and like I said plan duology I'm hoping that there's going to be a lot more of that world building in that second book it it was I feel like just like it's nice because you don't get that plot or world building dump on that some fancy novels kind of have an issue with but on the other side, I feel like you just don't get enough. Like you're kind of thrust into this world and you don't get a lot of description behind it. Like it, it feels lived in, but not like really lived in like some of these other fancy novels that do a really good job with their world building. And they tow that really nice line between good information and just over dumping of information. As far as the fairy tale nods, it's a whole shebang of fairy tales and it's not like a fairy tale retelling like some of these other books out there it has different fairy tales plucked from different you know into one so that was kind of fun to pick up on some of them sleeping beauty i got the, the fairy vibes from sleeping beauty uh definitely the whole beauty and the beast roses the beast aspect of it once i don't want to get into but we'll just mention that so the, those were kind of nice to see, and I'm curious to know how many people also picked up on the different ones. I just wanted to mention those two. Those two are some of my favorite ones. Definitely enjoyed how Miss Chen just twisted all of these different fairy tales, though, to fit into her own story. thought that was really cool. Really unique way of doing that, especially with, I feel like there's a lot of fairy tale retellings, and this one's just... All the different fairy tales into one. I thought that was really neat. So overall, I really enjoyed this book. And the ending though. Man, that ending really got me. How can she do this to me? Like after finishing the book, I just kind of sat there and was thinking like, are you kidding me? Like this book hasn't even come out yet. And I'm going to have to wait even longer for the second one to come out. I won't say it's not like a cliffhanger or anything like that. It just it definitely sets up the next book nicely and keeps you wanting 
more. It, it's not like a boring ending or like, oh, like it sets up this story and now I'm ready for part two. Really enjoy that. So like I said, overall, really enjoy this book. I think most people will enjoy it if they like the YA dark fantasy type books with finally some morally great characters and all of them are. I, I think there's not one character that's not your stereotypical standard hero character. Like all of them are very morally great. They do actions. You, you know why they do it. They get reasoning behind why they do these things. It makes sense for their characters. I thought that was really cool. I do feel like I said earlier, if you do really enjoy those fantasy books where it's plot driven and a lot of world building, you're not going to find that here. I don't think it detracts from it especially not the plot driven since the characters are really strong and it really helps just to move the story along. Now the question of the day, the question of the whole podcast, so why I'm doing this, is it a buy it, borrow it, or forget about it? I think it's a buy it. It's really nice to see Asian main characters. It's really nice to see morally gray characters. It's really nice to see all of these morally gray characters, like I said. So yeah, I, I I would definitely recommend buying it. It's The cover is really pretty if you haven't seen that. I don't know if that's the final official cover. I don't know how that kind of stuff works. But I would definitely recommend buying it, picking up a copy. So don't forget, I believe it still comes out July 26th of this year, 2022. Go and get you a copy. Recommend it to friends. All, all the good things. It's a great book and I really enjoyed it. So until next time, guys, thank you for listening to my buy it, borrow it, or forget about it segment. And I will be doing another one here soon because I got quite a few of these kind of stacked up. So talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.